Yo, yo, yo. What's good, folks? Appreciate y'all tuning in again. Episode three, Straight Up No Chaser podcast. You know, we're back again. Your man, Ray Jackson, with my homie, Talon. Talon. What's up, what's up, what's up, man? Straight off of work, you know, meeting up for the third episode for the podcast, man. We uh definitely locking in, man, so be looking for us now. I ain't no need to be questioning if we're, if we're going to do it. We're definitely locked in now. And uh, once again, man, shout out to everyone that's tuning in and, and, and assessing the content. And thanks for the ones that's reaching out, giving us their feedback, letting us know, you know, what we need to change, what we can do better. You know, we, we're we perfectionists, both of us. So we, we love the feedback and we actually encourage it, to be honest with you. So, uh, man, Thomas, once again, man, let's get back into it, man. Uh, first, once again, shouting out, we're going to start with the high school, man. Uh, it, it seems like every every uh, reoccurring thing. Shout out uh, Danny Lamb and the guys, man, over there at... Uh, yeah, Cross Christian is uh, making it happen. Uh, another another good week. I want to say, what, two or three wins this week? Yeah, since the last time we got together, they, they definitely won two or three games. Uh, well, uh, I want to say three because they had a one cancel. Okay, um, okay. But they, look, man. Seven to no. Seven to hey, no. Hey, Seifert's the hot spot over there. Yeah, it definitely um, is. Seifert got a lot of stuff going over there between private and public schools over there. Yeah. Seifert's really... Uh, Putting on for the South, I'll tell you that. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, and once again, for anybody listening in the community, man, go support all. But right now, Seaford definitely has something brewing, man. Like, like Talon said, the public school and the private school sets, man. Because uh, Cross Christian definitely seven and zero right now, uh, and they're not just winning games; they're actually they're slapping these teams, man. Like twenty points, fifteen points, and Every game is the same. Uh, collective effort. It's a different person. Every game leading, leading, scoring. Everybody's rebounding, playing D, moving the ball. Uh, I don't even think they really had a serious match yet. I know uh, they they have a have a tournament over the Christmas break. Uh, I want to say it's up in Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I, the Danny got the boys really. He he really is trying to put them anywhere and everywhere. Actually, tonight they're up at uh, what time is it? eight o'clock? Eight thirty. They're playing up at the Fieldhouse right now. They got invited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're playing that game now. So we try to keep you guys posted uh, if they actually go final. But game started at 8 o'clock up at the Fieldhouse, which is, hey, it's a great exposure event. Yeah. They got the main game at 8 o'clock. So that definitely speaks for the work that they've been putting in. And uh, Antoine, hey, man, he's a six-foot guard, six-four guard. 17 years old, class of 2022. Putting in work. Yeah, he, he's very crafty. Very shifty out there. I um, I I've, I've caught them. I caught two games that they played, but uh, just from the highlights that I've been catching too, man. Very shifty, uh, patient guard, uh, smooth, uh, three levels. You know, uh, I mean the team is just balanced, man. Like when I look up and down the lineup, they uh have another guard out there, very crafty, uh, a little stockier, likes to use his muscle a lot. Uh, they the big man run the floor. Elijah Cradle, uh, yeah, Cradle, Smyrna, yeah, Smyrna uh, High School. So he he transferred in at the end of, end of the year. Um, like a lot of athletes, like, like a lot of people, um, you know, had to had to kind of go backwards and go forward, play soccer with his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense of you know, we don't always take advantage of the opportunities we get the first time. So he had to make a move that you know was best for himself, 
and to put himself in a better position uh, to move forward. So he's doing that. He's doing the work. I personally had him in the gym uh, a few times over the summer and, you know, working on his jumper. He's a very tough physical guard by six foot six one. Um, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good athlete, but he's, he's a very, very tough defender. And he's definitely uh, making the most of this opportunity. I mean, he's uh, uh, definitely working on his game. I see his, his offensive uh, baggage is extending, mid-range pull-up, uh, spot-up three, getting to the rim. Uh, and like Talon said, big physical guard, 6'1". Use his shoulder, use his body, and his leverage. Uh, I just, as well as all the kids on the team, I wish them all the best moving forward. And uh, shout out to Danny, man. You're putting in the work. Like Talon said earlier, I didn't want to interrupt him, but uh, putting in the work enough for you to get that main slot at a decent tournament. You know, like that speaks volumes to to you working, you know, working the phone lines, working your connections, and, and being able to put your boys in that type of situation. So uh, hats off to you, bro, and just keep putting in the work. To, the community's behind you, 100%. I see uh, a lot of fellow ballers that's on the book uh, sharing sharing your videos, sharing your uh, the uh, the score books and all that, man. So uh, we're definitely behind you, 100%. And, uh, and like me, Tyler was speaking on earlier, can't forget about the Seaford uh, High boys. Like uh, Danny and the boys got the public school, uh, the public scene on Smash right now, but... Uh, I mean, the private, excuse me, but as far as the public scene, Seifer High is definitely putting in that work, man. Uh, they just beat, was it Tower Hill? Uh, yeah. Played Tower Hill, played IR. Mm-hmm. Um, IR game, uh, you know, they 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 beat IR, you know, pretty handily, they, you know, but they should have. IR played tough, but what was impressive was you know, a young boy that I've known for a little while now, and he's he's a hooper. Um, Cashmere Wise uh, transferred to Seaford. He did actually didn't play last year in high school, which was unfortunate. But he didn't play last year. Uh, he's always been advanced yeah. when it comes to his offensive skill set. That's a perfect um, word to describe that to advance. He 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 put on the show to say the least. Uh, between he Brent, um, you got Ty Ty over there. And you got Avion over there. Um, Avion's sophomore, just like Cashmere is a sophomore. Look, man, Brent started off the show with a two-hand dunk uh, on the backside of a 2-3 zone. Hey, man, he, he caught a couple bodies that, that game, man. Yeah, i seen the clip, and uh, I haven't really seen Brent play, but I just know I've been hearing all the, all the hype, well-deserved hype. Uh, over the last two years, and uh, I actually caught the game on live, and I seen that live, and I seen the pictures from the next day from that live, and nephew definitely had that hairline on the rim. Oh, oh, he, he definitely had a hairline on the he rim. Get up, uh, Brent. Brent is six three. He he is a very very good guard. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's not, he's not, he's not the player that you want to uh, jump with. I tell you that much. He can shoot the ball. He can score on all three levels. Um, Brent's a very, very special player, and if he continues to develop, um, I believe he could be ACC good. Um, whether that's Wake Forest or wherever, but he he's good enough to play in the ACC. 
I, I truly believe that, you know, obviously, you know, I travel, I go places, I see basketball all the time. And the one thing that he currently lacks is that aggression, that that arrogance to say, I'm the best and you got to stop me. And um, uh, that, I think that's key because uh, I think that's the separation for a lot of players, being able to, to, to – I don't want to, for lack of better terms, force your force your will on your opponent. I mean, pretty much like being able to to take his heart and just stay on him. And like we were talking about Cash earlier, even off the, off camera, was uh he's going to be himself regardless. You know, yeah. like you you've known him for a while. Uh, anybody in the basketball world definitely has known him since seventh eighth grade. Uh, I I don't know Brent personally, but I, I I've heard all good things about him. And if he decides to keep that switch turned on, it, it it's already going to be problems for everybody. But it'll be a different level of problems once he's able to consistently go ahead and, and just keep his foot on the gas. Because I think the kid is very talented. I think he has a bright future, and. Uh, I think from what I hear from you and other guys, his work ethic alone is going to allow him to stay on course to be able to fulfill his potential. So, yeah. so, so that's the great part about this is that, you know, I think Cashmere more or less fell into the, the perfect situation. Um, always being advanced, always being, you know, better than, you know, really anybody around here. Uh, he, he, he hasn't been able to be pushed. And the great thing about this is you have a team where, you know, you have Ty Ty, you got Brent, you got Avion, you know, you got people who who play at a high level, but who actually work hard. Uh, Brent, like you alluded to, is a very, very hard worker. Uh, he actually works out before practice every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so with him being a, a sort of mentor for Cashmere, he's going to be able to benefit Cashmere in a way that I don't think he's been push so far mm-hmm. and he's also going to be able to rub off on Brent hopefully when it comes to that aggression mm-hmm. uh, like you said Cashmere in his mind he's the best player on the floor period and there's nothing wrong with thinking that way you, you know should. what I'm saying like yeah exactly like as a hooper it, it's times that I'm on the floor with Kyle and no matter what I feel like I'm the best player I know I'm not but at the same time if you're going to be on the court and you're going to do whatever your job or whatever your role is you have to have that mindset that nobody's better than me. You have to have that mindset. That's just what it is. But being humble enough to understand what your skill set is and what you mean to the team. Yes, so, yes, absolutely. You, you have to have, in order to be a great player, you got to have sort of a irrational confidence. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, you, you know, you don't become great by accident. Mm-mm. And you don't become great by being passive. So you, you need that in order to, like you said, you know, force your will on somebody else, you know, push, push what you want. You know, the game is going to just happen. You're going to make it happen. Um, so I think it'd be a great thing if, you know, they can kind of learn from each other, grow, grow, grow together. And, you know, I think Seifer can make a run. Yeah. I think Seifer can make a, a real run, um, between those two, Ty Ty, you know, Avion, um, and like I said, Avion's a sophomore too. Yeah, and he 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 gets the ball and goes. But he he also understands. Okay, 
I got Cash and I got Brent, but I'm still going to be me because I've never seen him get, shy away or get lost in the game or not make a play or not playing hard. From the lives that I've seen, I definitely see him fulfilling his role. Yeah. And extending off of that and doing other things. So, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he had 15 points and five assists. It looked like that's what I'm saying. Game. Yeah. Uh, like against Tower Hill, where, if I'm not mistaken, that was the top 10 matchup, you know, early in the year. And see for one by 15. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Grant, no, and, 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 uh, kudos to Tower Hill, too. Like, they was actually in the game for, oh, no, it was for a, game. a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was a good a game. game. But, I mean, it's just it's it, at some point in time with that many hoopers on another on one team and being that talented, it's going to take a little more. It's going to take some great coaching, and that's one thing I want to touch on too while we was there. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to my man Devin over there at Indian River, man. Oh yeah. As, uh, oh yeah. Like Talon was alluding to earlier, he was saying. Uh, how in the river they were playing, they were playing well. Like they were just outmatched. Like as yeah, at, talent like, wise, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just talking about. Like at some point in time, the talent just outweighs, you know, the preparation and and, and the execution. Yeah. Unless the execution and the preparation has as much talent or enough yeah, talent. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Devin, man, because I watched that live and uh, they played hard, man. They, they played hard. Uh, like was talking off camera. I mean, off the show. Uh, they weren't rattled in the moment. It no, was, you know, like they, they, they were, the exactly, ball. exactly. You playing offense, they getting two or three. They reversing the ball. Balls moving side you know, to side. Thinking high, coming down the pass, yeah. all that stuff. And knocking like, down threes, and, and you can tell that they work hard. They, they have a good system in place, and they're very, very diligent with what they do. It's not an accident. Are they the most quote unquote talented team? Probably not. However. They're going to put themselves in games by how hard they play. You know, basketball finds effort. It yeah. finds energy. Mm-hmm. So they're going to bring that every single night. Yeah. They have enough, actually a little bit of talent to where, you know, it's not just, you know, we're if playing If you get hard. caught slipping, you, they're going Look, to get you. On a bad on a bad day, they could take down a good team. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Because I, and we're both Hoopers at heart, so we understand that, if a team is playing hard, playing the game the right way, well prepared, not scared of the moment, if you come out and miss a couple shots and, and turn the ball over, you're in for a long night. Yeah. And yeah. when it becomes a long night, it's all about making a play. And anybody can win that game. Yeah, so momentum is real. If you don't handle your business the first 80% of the game, the last 20 is going to be tough on you. Right. And I feel like Devin – Puts his team in a good enough position. He squeezes all the juice out the limit. Uh, all of it, you know. All so, I wanted to, before we got too far off of uh, Indian River because Seifert played Indian River the other day. Um, I wanted to give shots out to Dev because I watched that live and I mean your team gave it all they could give and yeah. and, and that's a football I respect guy. That. Yeah, that's a football guy. But, but he's, he's a, a basketball guy. He's a hooper at heart. He's you know, a hooper so, at heart. So people, a lot of people, you know, ask questions, you know, how did Dev get that job? Why he get that job? Look, Dev is showing you why, how, you know, he got that job. And like I said, you got, he he's getting the most out of his kids that he can get. And while we're on Dev too, shout out to Dev too, because he's putting the showcase together. He up, did. Up, hey, come he on, did. man. Shit. So he's, right, look, he's, using, his re- yeah, he's, he's using his resources, man. He's using his resources. Man. He's putting stuff. He's, he's making moves to better not only just his kids that are, but across the state. Right. 
you know that's what it's he, about he, man you know he, he's what you know with the first first eight press recruiting I, uh, I don't know exactly know. but I know but, he was behind it so but so. they help people help kids get recruited get to the next level at whatever level that is it right. just got to be D1 you know but help just the, the next level accomplish their dreams and get to play at the next level so shout out to Dev definitely you know beware IR is not coming to lose a game you're gonna have no, to they're not they're you not coming to throw in the town. No, no, no. You because Seaford is probably one of the best, if not the best team in the state. And yeah, they did not fold. They did not come to lay down to them. They did. They did. <laughs> they didn't look, come lay down to them. I, I know they had one kid that hit like three or four threes. Yes, he did. He made it interesting. And it's like, hey, man, you got to guard him. So if you got a team who's not as high as Seaford, who come out there and they're like, oh, it's just IR, IR is going to beat you. Yeah. So I definitely be you. on the lookout for Dev and them Indians, man, because – uh. They're not coming to lose. They're coming to play hard. They, they're going to be prepared. Dev is going to do his best to make every adjustment possible to win that game. So uh, anybody thinking that Indian River is is the old Indian River or the Indian River that we're used to knowing, I think Dev is has definitely changed that culture and gave them a different outlook on the whole, the whole game when they stepping off the bus. So definitely shout out to you, my good friend. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, shout out to uh, one give shout out to Shamik and Cape too. Uh, they beat Central. I think I don't think we had a show last time. We no, might no, have. No, 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 we uh, we, we, had, we couldn't link up. Yeah, you know, my work life, schedule and my work no, schedule we're, we're, we're and try catching games. Too. Yeah, we definitely figured out a way to uh, be uh, as consistent as we want to be. You know, like uh, I know people want us to be. As consistent as they want to be, but just to let you guys know, the expectations we have for ourselves is even higher than that. So we definitely found a way to maneuver around that that little hurdle. So we're not going to be missing too many episodes. Yeah, we're definitely going to be you know consistent. You know how we want to be, uh, how we how we demand. You know kids that we mentor and work with. You know you got to be consistent in life. Yes. Um, so. We, we will do better, and uh, we've already figured that part out. So, And, um, man, just shout out to all the uh, – I mean, high school basketball is back rolling. Uh, so whatever area, area you are in, I mean, take the kids out, man. Wear your mask. Just take your family out or, you know, just go check a game out because uh, you figure out – I've been to a couple games so far this year, and uh, the, the atmosphere – uh, the environment, um, it's, it, it felt like when I went to that Cape and Central game, the environment, I'm not saying so much what i seen on the court, and even that was better than the last couple years lately, but the environment was the old Henlopen environment. You know, the crowd was in it. You know, wow. the, you know, I don't know. We had some battles back in the day, some good, good matchups. Man, we did, but I, I haven't really watched high school basketball in the last four or five years. Okay. So okay. that's the window that I'm gauging it. Okay, yeah. You know, but... It has, it has been a little down. You know, uh, I, yeah. but I think that, like, we, we've had conversations over the last couple of years about this place that we're in right now with basketball in our area. Yeah. We, I'm not speaking for any area besides Sussex County, Sussex County. Kent County, Eastern Shore, Newcastle, uh... Newcastle's always set the tone, I think, as far as consistency over the last 20, 30 years. Yes. As far as always being one of 
one of the top four boroughs as far as Kent, Sussex, Newcastle, and Eastern Shore. When you list them for as boroughs, I think Newcastle's always been the top one or two, maybe. Well, as far as consistency. As far as um, consistency. I'm, and I'm speaking you know, from culture, too. Yeah, Sanford, you know, Sally's, of course, you got Dante and them up there, that, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had that up there. Um, so I was even going back to when we was in school, you know, the Glasgow's. And, yeah, that Marky you know, D's Mark, and the Eggersons and all them, you know. But I think so. we're getting to a place now in that in that area, them four boroughs is, or counties, that every everybody's looking at it the same way as far as like the people that's in Kent County mentoring, the people that's in Sussex yeah. County mentoring, the people that's in Eastern Shore mentoring. I'm not worrying about Newcastle because they're always yeah they are, they, yeah, they, had to, they have more resources than all three of us put together. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there's something brewing that I'm really liking where our culture is going as far as basketball. And I'm only speaking for basketball because my hands aren't really tied into any other, yeah, any, un, any other sport right now. So when I look around at the people that has their hands on the, the, the generation that's, that's, that's embarking on their journeys now, I really like the energy that's being put into it. And it's pure. So a lot of times when you have good energy that's pure going into something, you know, you, you, you're watering the seed with something that you, the possibilities are endless after that as far yeah. as where are these kids taking? Well, it's, it's definitely a wave. Um, and this is, like you said, this is kind of the beginning of the wave. Right. Um, because if you look down at the middle school, even even a team like Seaford Middle School, and Beacon, Beacon's yeah. looking real. Well, what right I'm now. saying, but but you got to see for high school, you know, and they're doing what they're doing now. But see for middle school, you know, shout out to Drake Matthews. Like I said, I said I told him the same thing. He kind of stacked the deck. Yeah, over there. he's loaded over you there. Know, they got all them good jeans over there. You don't know Drake Matthews, the Hall of Famer, yes. over at Dell State, and uh, he got his, he got kids coming up, and they all six three, six four, six five, grab the ball and push. Yeah, even in middle school. You know, like you say, Beacon Middle School. Yeah. Beacon is loaded. Beacon is good. You got kids who, who play together since small AU on your AU team, Jordan Thomas AU team. You know, you, you guys, you know, it was Kev Brittingham, Cuzzo Kyle White, Cuzzo yeah. uh, Kev too. But you guys put in the work, and now you're starting to see and it's crazy the fruits. You're starting to see the fruits. Didn't Beacon play Seaford? Yeah, yeah. Man, Beacon played Seaford. They said Seaford. it was a good game, too. Uh, Beacon won. Because they won. Okay, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know who Beacon won that won. game. But, you know, and as far as I've seen so far, those are probably the best two teams. Um, Middle school-wise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen. I haven't seen everybody, but they're two tough teams. You know, they could, they got kids who can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, like I said, Dre Sun, man, he about 6'3", catch the ball, also Yo. rebound and push. I remember that little push. guy when he was in, like, Four, fifth grade, yeah, little no more. He was, but even then, he was still the same size as the sixth graders that he was playing with. Oh yeah, oh, in yeah. fourth, fifth grade, you know. So his, look, like I said, Dre stacked the deck over there. But then, like I said, you got Beacon, who's Cape District. They're solid. Yeah, um, a couple pieces over at Mariner. A couple people, a couple pieces at Mariner. Um, we're, we're young, right. but that goes to like you said, that wave is coming. Right. You know, we kept ten sixth graders, right, who all play basketball. They actually, a lot of them start off playing basketball with the factory. Right. You know, so shout out to Pat Woods. Definitely. He kind of got that started up. And a lot of those are playing together at, at Mariner now. And in two years, it's going to be a problem. And for those of y'all who do not do not know, uh, Pat Woods, I always say Jason Kidd. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, so for y'all who do not know, when 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 you hear Pat Wood's name, I don't want you to worry about nothing else. Just think about Jason Kidd, and that's what he was on the court. I mean, his vision was crazy. He could put the ball wherever he wanted to put it. His handle was ridiculous, couldn't take it from him. Had a spot-up shooting game, but uh, his IQ is insane, so definitely shout-out Pat Woods, man. Uh, definitely a good guy to have his hands on a, a group of kids, definitely. Definitely a good a good uh, basketball mind to, to pour into the next generation. Yeah, so you, you have a lot, of, uh, a lot of growth, a lot of consistency, a lot of skill um, that's being taught, and look, these next few years are going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be fun because you can see it, you know, even in our tryouts, you know. And, you know, shout out to everybody who came out and tried out, you know, worked hard and everything. Mm -hmm. But you can see the difference in the level of basketball yeah. being played between the eighth graders, the seventh graders, and the sixth graders. And that's and, and, and the sixth grade basketball was so clean, it looked better than the old. Yeah, because everybody COVID really hurt positions. them eighth graders, too. Yeah, they, they missed a year, mm -hmm. but it's just, you could tell when kids start playing early, it's they know clean, it's cleaner. Like said, yeah. They know positions. Mm -hmm. They know, you know, set the screen and roll. They know how to pop. It's they can run and catch at the same time. Because that was the thing with us. I was like, well, we, we, we had some kids that wanted to play AU and they couldn't run and catch. And we're like, you got to learn that. Plus other things, you know, so... Granted, over time, they figured it out. But like you said, I, the, to get kids that young, that play that clean, yeah. that you can already teach them what you're teaching your eighth graders in exactly. sixth grade. Well, and then you'll have it for two more years. Well, and, and that's the thing. So some things you don't have to teach them or some things you can just go over, mm -hmm. but then you can focus on actually implementing other stuff. Right. Right. Rather than reteaching or having to teach right. over. So, right. so now in two years... Oh, they got all the bases down. So now you may be able to throw some other tricks in there right. that you haven't been able to. Yeah, the size up all of a sudden. And then they already got chemistry anyway. Yeah. And it's just going to get more dangerous than whoever comes up the pipeline. So, you know, we were able to keep 10 sixth graders who can all legit play. And, you know, like we talked about, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You and know? that's the key thing. Iron, you got to, you have to make sure that the environment that they're practicing in, an environment that they're, they're in on a, on a daily basis is, is is a good enough environment for them to get better every day. Yeah, you know, like because uh, like you were saying, shout out to Kev, shout out to Kyle. They uh, we all help each other with uh, with our program that we got. So that's what we focus on is making sure that the environment that they come to six or seven out of the, out of fourteen days because. Two weeks, you usually go on tournaments every two weeks. Yeah. But the environment that they're coming to six, seven days out of 14 is the is a tougher environment than that two, three-day weekend. Yeah. yeah. So when we go to the two, three-day weekend, that's nothing. Because we yeah. already been in an environment where iron is sharpening iron. We're, yeah. we're competing. We're, we're drilling each other. We're working on our weaknesses. We're doing this. You know, so you definitely have to create that environment before... Yeah players to definitely make that next jump so shout out to y'all with y'all younger kids that y'all got y'all hands on that y'all can go ahead and, and sprinkle onto them and pour into them and build that foundation so by the time they're seventh eighth grade capital classic you uh, already know who's going to be a, a uh, team to look forward to 
the team that got the sixth graders now. You know, so it, it's 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 building, and uh, like you said, shout out to everybody's out there. I know uh, Derek Savage. You know, Derek, he got his program. He, he's doing a lot for the kids. Um, so anybody else that we might have missed, nothing personal, of course. At all. Uh, but, but just, just trying keep to doing show what up, you're doing. You know, keep working, keep putting the kids first, and you know, skills over drills. Definitely, um, definitely. But yeah, so next. Uh, yeah, moving on. We uh, uh, sliding on to college. Uh, uh, it's not really. It's been a lot of canceled games in college. Uh, uh, I think they might have ten just today. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll get on to the whole situation with COVID, man. And while we're on that, whoever's listening, man, uh, I, I think we need to take it serious, man. I mean, uh, the numbers are going back up. Um, for whatever reason it may be. But I think we just need to take a little bit more precautions because uh, there's outbreaks in, in, in our middle schools. Uh, I know Central's freshman class, uh, freshman basketball team, got shut down, had a couple cases. You said uh, a couple middle school teams that you know yeah, got, got shut, shut down because yeah. of cases. and Having a couple cases, outbreaks. And it's, like you said, man, look, we got to take this serious. Yeah, man. definitely. Cause yeah, we got to take it serious because it's, it's wintertime and, you know, summertime, you know, they were pushing the vaccines and everything. All oh, that's great, but you were outside. You right. know, you wasn't on top of each other. So now we're inside, you're breathing the same air, same space. You know, we just got to be more cautious because, uh, of course, we, we don't want to lose anybody. We want to keep everybody healthy. Uh, but we just we, we, we want to be able to finish, you know, what we start too. Um, so that's also pending, you know, everybody's health. So we want we want everybody to be safe. Definitely. Uh, college, like you said, we had a lot of games canceled because of COVID, um, and it doesn't like it's going to get any better. So, no. uh, but um, since the last time we've been on the show, there was a uh, we did have Gonzaga fall to Alabama, though we did have that. Yes, sir. Uh, he put on probably had his best game of, the, of his freshman year so far. Yeah, uh, him and uh. The jelly guy, what, uh, what's his name? Javon Quinterly. Yeah, they both they both put on that game. Uh, but going back to what we were talking about when Duke played Gonzaga, the same thing we're talking about with with Chet. No, yeah, with Chet, like not not questioning his heart, not questioning his game, not questioning his skill set. I'm questioning his frame. Yes, you know, um, and, and and his feet a little bit because uh, 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 speed creates angles which can make your body, your frame even weaker. You yeah. know, so if your feet are slow. You're in being in recovery position and having a bad angle, a shoulder from somebody 30 pounds smaller than you could actually affect you more yeah. than, you know, as far as gathering yourself for blocking shots. Well, you got to think about it, too. He's like seven foot, seven two, something like that, but he's only like 180 pounds. Right. So, you know, the same thing happened with, uh, with, with Duke was, you know, uh, well, JD had his best game. So even, even taking that away from him, uh, Everybody, every player has their weakness, and I think that uh, physical strength figures is something that has to be addressed. I mean, yeah, there's no way around it. I can't, like there's no other way to Yeah, just so you know, and, and and I don't want to take away from Alabama, you know, because oh, no, they played like, a great game. They won the game. Yeah, you know, they didn't give it away. They won the game uh, with great play. Uh, like you said, man, that physical weakness, and it's, it's one of the things to where can he put on weight? Right. Because not everybody can put on weight and muscle, and you know people say, "Oh, well, Katie was skinny; he couldn't lift one thirty-five, or 
Yeah, that's true, but he's also not somebody that's expected to play in the paint right. at a high level. You know, KD's a weak player. He's just now started going into post some, yeah. but he's not relegated to the post. Chet is going to be asked to bank. And that's that's going to be that's his job. Because they look, I, I look at Chet and I look at like, uh, is he Dirk or is he Yao? You know, and he'll not be Yao because he's seven six. But if he's a center, he has to be Yao Ming. Oh yeah, I know. Because his skill set, his skill set is Yao Ming. He, he's you know? a center. He's a center. Uh, but, he he's a. I, I would say he's a. Max Sealing, probably Porzingis. Right. Okay, I can see that. Possibly yeah. better defensively inside because he's a better rebound or better uh, shot blocker. Shot blocker. Uh, he actually does have good timing and uh, good positioning, uh, block with the left or right hand. But his skill set wise, he's more of a perimeter player. That's and that's why I say Dirkish because. But even Dirk went to the post. But but if he becomes a perimeter player, I don't think he is. I think he's a perimeter spot up off ball player, not. Go to yes, yes. He's not somebody you're going to revolve the offense around. But can he block? Can he get two blocks a game? Can he get the ten boards and can he hit four threes? Or can he get ten points off the perimeter? That's what now, the, now that four threes is a big ass. So uh, you know. So what is he going? So now it's a whole different Pulling conversation. Him away from the basket yeah. definitely lowers his value when it comes to the overall team because you need somebody seven two to get you a rebound, get you a block, get you an offensive rebound. Be there in that dunker spot. So if you if your point guard does penetrate, that lob is there because he's seven two. But if he's relegated to the wing, he's not going to be as effective. That's why, in my opinion, he's not a top three or four pick. In my opinion, and mine either. And at the end of the day, uh, I don't know who the top three. I know uh, I know uh, Paolo is one. In my opinion, the guy from Jabari from is two. Is two. Jabari, who's that? Jaden uh, Hardy. It's three, in my opinion. I don't know. He, he's with the G League at the night team. Okay. Uh, thank Bradley Bill. For Jalen Hardy? Jalen Hardy. That's Where, thank I, Brad, that name Bradley sounds Bill familiar. Though. Because he's a beast. Okay. Um, he can shoot it from 25, 30, uh, off the dribble. Um, he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, it's good frame. He's really like a Bradley Bill. So, uh, just for a little quick one. So, did Bradley Bill create the Anthony Edwards Bill? No, Anthony Edwards is out of uh, he he's a two point of Dwayne Wade. But I think I see some I see some flashes of. Well, that's early Bradley Bill. Early Bradley Bill, he went to the rack a lot more. Now he's yeah, like, he's he wasn't that explosive. No, nah, he wasn't that explosive. Yeah, no, no, he, no, 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 not yeah, hell no. Man is different. Hell no, he he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he was nowhere near as explosive as Ant or D Wade. But uh, his his perimeter game is more Bradley Bill than D Wade's though. Well, yeah, he's a better shooter, which yeah. is why I say 2.0, because yeah. he's an improvement on um, Dwayne Wade based on that. Now, he's not the defender that Dwayne Wade was, at least not right now, but he does have the same similar body frame. Right. And he's about 225, 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, great frame. And, you know, look, he, he's a monster. Uh, him, like you, like you said, uh, and we'll talk about it just in a second, but, you know, protocol. Yeah. He's in protocol right now. Um, which is shockingly that they lost to the Lakers, they beat the Lakers because they didn't have Ant. But once again, we'll talk about that shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But stay, staying with college, um, this this uh, Memphis squad. What do you think about them? I think that 
my I think that um what they thought their team was going to be isn't what their team is, and I don't know if their team can get to what they thought it was going to be. Well, initially they wanted Imani to run point, <laughs> but I didn't even hear those rumblings. But he's not a point guard. Yeah, they wanted Imani to run point, kind of like a you know point like his AAU team. Deal. Yeah, um, okay. which look to me, you do a kid a disservice when you cater to their skill set or you cater to their play. Um, you know, shout out to his dad. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to his dad for doing what he got this far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for his son, I'm not shaming him for that at all. Um, but it's about basketball. That's it. Nothing personal. Just basketball. Uh, created a school for him to go to, um, to try and you know be one of these elite players. Don't get me wrong. He's an elite player. Yeah. Um, but he has holes. The issue is he never learned how to play right in a system like it was Imani. And my thing is, like, a player like that, with a jumper like that, I've never seen him come off a pin down. I've never seen him read a screen. I've never seen him, you know, pass, flare off a screen. I don't see him, like... Making basketball plays. That's with his skill set. Like, his skill set isn't handle-handle, pull-up. You know, like, that's what he's always done. Yes. And now, when the field's... IQ rises and their physical ability matches. Yeah. Now we hit this wall because I can't think my way through these situations because I haven't been taught the game of basketball. Well, and he's forcing. He's forcing. Yeah. So he's actually coming off the bench right now. How do you? That's have, slapping the face though. That hurts. It's not slapping the face because it's all for your productivity. Once again, it's not personal. It's business. Yeah, but I'm saying it's, sla- it's a slap in the face to him because this is the first time he's probably ever tasted humility. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, absolutely. and a lot of people can't bounce back from that L, bro. You know, so I'm not saying that's him. Yeah, but no, I'm saying no, at no. this point of anybody's story is when it get real. Because it's, it's hard. Now, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is, uh, and shout out to them, the Trayvon Duvall's, the uh, Brian Bowen seniors, or junior senior, whatever it is. Um, these are top recruits in the country who were supposed to go highly, you know, in the draft once upon a time. You know, Trayvon was, you know, from Delaware, uh, went to Duke, uh-huh. and, you know, he he struggled. You yes, know, he has no place in the league right now. He's, you know, trying to get in the G League and stuff like that. And once again, it's not a slight, but it's just showing you have to deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. You and, to. you know, these are highly ranked players who are forced to deal with adversity you know, later on in life, after you've been celebrated, like you said, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of character to be able to do that. Now, Memphis has a great squad over there. Yeah, They have a great coaching staff. I know they got Rasheed Wallace on the staff. Oh, I they didn't got know Mike Miller on the staff. My guy Cody's on the staff. You got uh, Larry Brown on the staff. They have great professionals that can guide them. They have a pro staff. Them. They have a pro staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you have a great staff that can guide them and help them. Unless, you know, he's 17-ish, I want to say. I don't think he's 18 yet. Right. Uh, he, you know, reclass should, should be a senior high school right now. So there's going to be growing pains, but it's still a pain. Yeah. You know, even though it, it may be beneficial in the end, it still hurts right you, now. You got to, and they have to eat that right now. And that's my only thing because uh, you feel you, you're going from always being the star to sitting on the bench, you know. I, the I remember bench. I did that in college and – it made me because 
I got my shit together. I ended up getting my spot back and I never let it go. But it just, the fact that sitting in that moment at that point in time yeah. can destroy you. It can. It, it can. It can destroy it you. It absolutely can. And, and you got to have the same team that got you to this point got to be the same ones there. That supports That helped you get through That support system you know? is key. And, you know, look, I watched the game uh, the other night and they were, they were losing. And look, man, the, the announcers... Nowadays they don't care. They don't care. They like look, social media. They, 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 they were talking bad on anybody. Listen, they said they would play better when he was on the bench. Like he gonna shoot him out the game. And don't get me wrong, he took some very very poor shots. And it goes to how are you wired? You know, he hasn't been taught to like you said the ability how to play basketball, basic basketball plays, screens, pin downs, elevated screens. You know, iris and cuts, all that type of stuff to get yourself open. He hasn't been able, been able to learn that. So he's on the ball 100%, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know how to play off yet. Can he make the adjustment? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. You know, I wish, I hope everybody succeeds. I would bet that he could. Yeah. You know, for, like you said, his skill set and the names that you said around that organization, yeah, yeah, that whole university. I, I would say, yeah, but I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how he's built inside. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a heart check, man. Yeah. It's so. a heart check. You know, and I, I mean, shout out to him and shout out to uh, definitely that whole Memphis situation moving forward. And because uh, I know a lot of people had high hopes for that team. Well, to be honest with you, they are missing a point guard. And that, that says a lot, too. Though, they know? are missing a point guard. Uh, so, like you said, shout out to them. Um, you know, hopefully, I think they had a game canceled today, actually. Um, hopefully, we could get this COVID situation under wraps because, you know, Next step is getting rid of fans. Yeah, because uh, moving on straight to the NBA, like we was talking off camera, and uh, just to elaborate on that that whole point you just made about COVID and uh, everything, uh, you said to me that you think that there will be a bubble before the season's over. And I, and I told you was, not a, I, I honestly feel that way too because for many reasons, but they know how to deal with it. So it's always easier to say, okay, let's, Let's go ahead and red code this again and get back to what we had going on. What well, well, they do, and instead of, you know, what, 300 and some change Division One colleges, you got, what, 30 NBA teams. Right. You know, so you got NBA teams to deal with versus, you know, a bunch of college teams. Uh, obviously, the money plays a huge part in it. Yeah. So that's a huge incentive. And at this point, look, the NBA is canceling games. Yeah. So, and that's the thing too. That you figure the Bulls ain't played in ten days or something like that. Has it been that long? Yeah, they just now. I think they played tonight against the uh, the Lakers. I think I want to say maybe, maybe not. They do play tonight, but they've been off for like the last ten days though. Uh, it had an outbreak because at first it was Demar Derozan and somebody yeah. else that caught it, and then um, you know, it just spread. But uh. They're canceling games. Uh, a lot of people on the Nets that had it. Um, uh, Katie's in protocol. Yeah, James um, Harden was just in pro- protocol. Trey, Trey Young is in protocol now. Um, Evan Mobley, I see, is in protocol. Right. So, I mean, we figure it, it, the NBA definitely is not going to keep going down this road. They're just going to go ahead and pack it up, pack it in, throw the walls around. But uh, like you said, it, it, if it does happen, it, it's definitely going to happen after Christmas. You're going to let them games go by. Fill them contract uh, obligations, uh, sponsorships, commercials, you know, let all that money get through. Oh, yeah, they're not losing that money, that's nah. for sure. They're going to figure something out. Yeah, but uh, after Christmas, if uh, 
I think if we're still sitting in the same exact situation, uh, like you said earlier, I think the bubble is definitely not too far down the line or not too far out the minds of the owners and and the uh, and the league. What well, be real with you? I think they're already planning um, and getting stuff in place for the bubble. Uh, you know, before it caught caught everybody by surprise. You know, twenty twenty was a year in and of itself. So I think now you can kind of see the writing on the wall, and it's only December. So you still got to think about it. Basketball runs you until June. Right. You know, and then July, I mean, you, you have, what, what is the draft? July, isn't it? The draft is, yeah, it's, it's not in August. Well, I think it's June. I think it's June. It might be June because I don't July think it's July. July typically is where I go out to Vegas for summer, for summer league. league. Yeah. So, yeah, it has to be, it has to be in the June. So, uh, finals is what, early June? Um, Around Father's Day. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, uh, they're not going to lose another five, six months of basketball. Knowing that they can, all they have to do is spend a week or two getting the bubble up, and they can just throw them right in there. So I think I think it's already being planned. I think every, I they'll expect them to go back down to Disney. Yeah, just like they did before, and they're, they're going to play, and they're going to have all thirty teams. They're not going to try to waste too many games because that costs money. Uh, so because I know the, the players had to settle on, they lost money last year as well. Yeah, and the owners, you know, owners always take the hit. But uh, so that, like you said, all thirty teams are going to be down there. Re-enhance the rules and uh, nobody uh getting their little sneaky links up there. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, but otherwise, um, I think I'll start off definitely with uh, KD definitely's been scorching lately. Uh. 50, 30, 50. Leads the league in points, man. He's almost 30 a game, 29.7 a game. Next yeah. is uh, Trey Young and Giannis and Steph at 27. I uh, think KD definitely has a uh, personal goal to average 30 for a season. Well, he could. Has he, has he averaged 30 in his career? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Uh, he, he definitely could if he wants something. Easy. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, top being one of the most skilled players in the game today, he's also seven feet tall. Um, so... Look, he's been trying to keep them afloat by himself. Kyrie is is preparing to come back. Business uh, decision. <laughs> which is, look, it's, it's, it's ironic because now, you know, COVID is pretty rampant again. Um, so it's kind of ironic, you know, that he's coming back at this time. The Nets are, you know, bringing him back saying he could play uh, away games, which they didn't They didn't say they, he was going to be able to do initially. So, you know, K- KD has been playing, doing what he can. James Harden has some up and down, you know, time throughout the season. So the Nets are still first in the East. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, big for them. Uh, without Kyrie. Without Kyrie. Yes. And uh, I think James Harden's starting to find his stride, you know, but it's a shame that he went back out in COVID. But, um, I wanted to ask you right when we was on that KD point. Is he making a case to be the greatest offensive weapon of all time? Uh, and here's I, the thing. I, you have to think about it like that, though. You have to. You know, like, you really have to think about it like that, bro. I, I, honestly, I would say I would say it's a conversation to have. Um, like anything, man, look, it's... it's uh, it's a person by person basis because yeah, it's all in your Because I'm a Kobe. Kobe's my um, Kobe's my heart. You, you I know, respect MJ. But, but at the same time, K 
Katie's a better three point shooter. Yes, they're he's both of them. As good of a mid range shooter. It's both of them. You know, so and he's seven foot. And, and he's seven foot feet tall, but he's also efficient. And, and that's more efficient for me than both um, of them. I, I don't just go by you know oh do you score x amount of points. But because if he took twenty five shots, you supposed to have twenty five points. That's shit. Like, that's, that's, that's garbage. That's, that's garbage. So that's garbage. so we have to look at how you score. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get twenty points to have six fast break points or six uh, fast break buckets. That'll get you twelve. A couple free throws. And get you at fourteen, threes, sixteen. You, one, you know, so that's twenty. But as opposed to if I'm getting my buckets in the half court against a set defense, or if I'm getting it against a double over team, double teams, you know, I'm my twenty is different. It's than more valuable, but more valuable. Yeah, it's more valuable. Yeah, because anybody can get them layups. Yeah, anybody should be able to make a layup. Let's be real. Anybody should get them spot up threes. Well, a lot of players. Well, make your free throws. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So how how you score matters. How, how what you do matters. And look, KD is a force. Katie's a force coming off some bad injuries. Katie's a force still. Yes. yes. You know? and, and, and and it's like with certain players, you know, like you evaluate them differently. Like you wouldn't evaluate Devin Booker the same way you evaluate Katie. No, because he's asked to do something different. Yeah, but and even as far as like when I watch Devin Booker put up his 30s right now, I'm looking at somebody that's building. When I look at Katie consistently still putting up 30s, 35s, 40s, I'm looking at like, damn, who the fuck's scoring better than him in the hit? Like, I'm looking at him on a historic level. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, and that's the thing because he can do everything that everybody else could do. He's taller. He's he's you know more and more efficient, more life, and he's efficient with it. He's also like a ninety percent free throw shooter, shooter for his career. Yeah. So where's the hole in Katie's game? I, I and that's the thing. Like, uh, and this is no, this is just really like my thoughts because. He's approaching the level towards like, okay, how good is he going to be when it's all said and done? Well, I don't think it's how good is he going to be. It's what what accolades is he uh, is he going to accumulate over the time? Yeah. Yes, in the next four to five years, because that's his prime. His prime is you probably well, he's been in prime since he's probably twenty two. Like KD came in, came yeah. into the game as You're a twenties, you know. But since he was probably twenty two, you know. He's he's been a premier all star, you know. He's a champion, MVP. You can't stop him. The only thing that stopped him was was injuries, and he came right back and picked up where he left off. Yeah, and and that's the impressive thing, man. And he's playing every game. So so let's put it in perspective because a lot of players are taking rest and doing everything else, and they're healthy. Mm-hmm. KD is doing his night in and night out. Yeah, he, and he's playing, and he, he's playing like he didn't even have an injury. Like as far as, and not even from a production standpoint, but like you said, he's playing every game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's not missing no time. You know, so uh, I just wanted to sneak that in there, man, because uh, at the end of the day, it's at this point in the season. I mean, I think it, it might was it three man race. You gotta have Giannis at the third underneath Steph and Katie. Uh, you gotta have DeRozan somewhere around there. The third, the third person is kind of up in the air. Um, Cause you gotta have the Suns on there. You got you gotta have. Is CP the MVP or is it is it book? Well, it would be CP three. I um, would think so. But the third person, I think you could toss up in the air. Um, DeRozan, he's top five in scoring right now. The Bulls are second in the East. Uh, Zach Levine is still on the team. Lonzo's on the team, but obviously DeRozan has been spearheaded that whole way. Because when he went out, they they dropped they dropped a couple games. Too. Well, they're seventeen and ten now. 
Um, you know, and look, they're second. They're second. It's the Bulls. Right. Uh, so, we're, you know, you put a pin in that, but, you know, we, we already went over before how close the race is uh, in both conferences. But, look, the Bulls are number two. You got to respect them. Um, DeRozan, you know, is scoring 25, 30 points on a regular basis. Um, right now, he's leading Chicago. So, it is a conversation to be had. The Joker, uh, they're not doing as good right now uh, as far as Denver. But they've also lost a lot of key people. Mm-hmm. Um, the West is, like we said, is loaded, uh, just like the East is. They're seven seed, but like we talked about, a good week, they can be fifth. Yeah. And that's just two uh, wins. It, it, since the last, I forget exactly what teams we had our eyes on our last show, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot of teams that dropped it because it's a lot of teams, it's, it's some different teams that, that's rising because. Right behind the Bulls at two, the Cavs are at three, right? Yeah, Cavs are at three. The Cavs are at three. Cavs, they, Cavs, they surpassed Cavs the Bucks are, and the uh, Heat. Are nineteen and twelve? Um, they haven't played. The, uh, they played more games than the Bulls, so that's how that works. But um, look, they have they had some big wins, and you know, like I said before, I think the first episode they play a huge lineup. You know, they they got uh, Jared Allen, Laurie Marketing, and they got uh, Mobley. Evan Mobley. That that's their three. So small four, power forward, and center. And, and then you got foot. Darius Garland and uh, Isaac Okoro because uh, so it's Garland leads the uh, most improved man. Look, Garland's been putting up some buckets. I think that Garland's been might, putting in some work for the for the fact that at this point in time, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm. He's not my pick. I don't have a pick for nothing yet because uh, it's still early, but. His name is definitely got to be in the, oh, in the equation when you talk about most improved. You got to have a conversation. Colin Sexton went out, and, and I thought they haven't missed a beat. They were five hundred when Sexton went out too, so like they were still beating teams that they probably shouldn't beat. They yeah. dropped a couple games they probably should have won. Yeah, but when Sexton went out, Garland and then Mobley went out for a little bit as yeah. well. Yeah, but Ricky Rubio was he, he, he's that veteran presence, you know, calming the ship, making plays. Pushes uh, the face. But Garland definitely, for having the Cavs at the three spot right now, in in a, in a they've actually they've actually won eight out of their last ten. Yeah, and they didn't just beat no namers like they were beating good teams. No, like, like, so 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 get this, they're on a six game winning streak. Everybody else in the Eastern Conference, at least the top six, are all on at least a one or two game losing streak. So, exactly. you know. They, they had two, to beat a couple of them too. Uh, a game or two, and guess what? They're right back in it. Um, Washington did fall off a little bit. Uh, yeah, they had that. Yo, they. Had, I was. I was paying attention to them. They were on a hell of a road trip, and they dropped a lot of them games, man. Yeah. So and look, Atlanta. They was up there at one point in time. Then they dropped down to eleven. Uh, you got the Knicks. They dropped down to twelve. They're not deep. They're not in the play-in tournament. These are both playoff teams from last year. And they, they both had home court advantage last, last year. Last year, and and that was what how I felt about. Like at the end of the day, I knew that okay, boom, we had the Bulls, we had the Wizards, we had uh, the Hornets. That all got better. So my thing is, who was going to drop? And I didn't think the Hawks were going to be one of the teams. And it's still early. But I didn't think the Hawks was going to be one of the teams that fell. I thought Knicks, you know, uh, I knew Sixers were going to get worse because, of course, you lose 
a two-star player. I don't give a damn about a jump shot. He's a, he's a two-star player in Ben Simmons. So I knew they were going to get worse. But the Hawks kind of disappointed me. But the Knicks, I kind of felt like were going to be a team that didn't look stable enough. Yeah. The score to be able to maintain that top five seed, top six seed. So... Well, like we talked about, man, you got uh, Tibbs. He run his guys ragged. Uh, just took Kemba out of the lineup. He just went back in the lineup and put up like 26 against the Celtics in a loss. Um, so it's it's uh, not looking good uh, for the Knicks. Trey Young, like I said, is in protocol right now. So he's going to be out. So that's another person that you're not going to have access to. What? Look, it, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty. That's for sure. Um, then you got a team like the Suns uh, that actually won game up, or they're, they're kind of even. They played uh, they played what twenty eight games. Uh, Golden State's played thirty, so uh, the Suns actually had the one seed. Golden State two seed. Utah is third seed. Mm-hmm. The Memphis Grizzlies is who surprised me the most because they've been. Beating teams they shouldn't be beating without John Morant. That that's that that has definitely been. They have been the Cavs of of the West. So, uh, I mean, John Morant goes down. I think that they're going to be under five hundred. Yeah, they actually probably are uh, easy five six games over five hundred. Yeah. Jaron Jackson been hooping, stepped his game up. Dylan Brooks came back off his injury. Uh, the Bain. kid Bain been out there hooping. Yeah. Uh, Steven Adams, the swap for him and Valachunas. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, he's, that he's killing in, um, in New, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. It's still wide open, bro. You know, it, it, Andrew, it is, oh, it, uh, shout out to IT because he's on the Lakers now, yeah, man. He got picked up by the Lakers and uh, put up, what, 19, I think, off the bench? 19 or 20 off the bench, man. So, I Lakers mean. Lakers are struggling, like we already talked about before. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, you just got to sit back and watch. Uh, Denver Nuggets shot the Bones. Oh yeah, shout uh, out the Bones for we big game, head out, big game. So yeah, twenty four against a uh, good team too. Yeah, and, um, and a dub, and a dub. Most importantly, so he had, he had some up and down times, but hey, he had an efficient, he, efficient nineteen 24. for thirteen, nine for thirteen, I think, twenty four. So shouts out the Bones. Um, everything else, you know, the bottom feeders are the bottom feeders. Portland Trailblazers look for a move coming up, but. You know, mm-hmm. NBA. It, right now, by time we next, COVID. yeah, we uh, Christmas coming up next week. Uh, so maybe by episode five or six, we'll probably be in a bubble by then. Who knows? But um, before we head out once again, want to shout out everybody that's tuning in. Shout out everybody uh, putting in their work, doing their part in the area, man. Building the community up, like we said earlier. It's a wave going on, and uh, we just need to take advantage of the time that we're in right now. So. We're going to do our part. Y'all do y'all part. Uh, shout out my guys, The Usual Suspect, and uh, Feel Good Media. Uh, season 2 uh, free games going to be launching uh, January 2022. It's crazy to think that, but be on the lookout for that as well. And uh, for me and my guy, Tyler, man, straight up no chaser. Holla at y'all next time, man. Peace. Peace.